Fans about films. Nerdy and informative. Greetings, dear listeners, and a very warm welcome to a new episode of Fans About Films. I am, as always, your host, Lasse Vogt, who has disappointed you lately because a new episode has been quite a while back. But now I am back with one of our favorite topics on this very, very podcast, and that is film music, or in this case, at least TV music. And I got a very special guest for this. I'm very excited he is on this show, The On the one, the only, the incredible John Brown. Hello, how are you? I'm very, very good, thanks to you, because you're on my show. <laughs> I'm very, very happy to be here, and I'm um, very honored that you asked. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. I'm honored that you uh, said yes. Tell us, what are you doing exactly that I'm so happy to have you? Uh -huh. So right now, um, well, actually right now we're kind of on a on a break because of obviously everything that's happening in the world right now. I'm not not really able to do what I normally do uh, with the studios, which is to produce a program which is called the Composer Series. And, and what we do is we quite simply sit down with some of our favorite composers And we talk about their life and we talk about their work and, and what they're doing right now, what they have done. And we play a lot of their music on the show as well. It's a radio show, so it goes out uh, here in the UK um, across kind of FM and DAB platforms and online as well. And you can get it on Mixcloud afterwards. And that's what we do, basically. We just kind of... I, I It was an idea that I wanted... I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to... I've always loved film music and I grew up loving film music. I loved it more than any other music in the world. <laughs> and and I, I think I was always a fan of these guys and girls before I even knew that I was, if that makes yeah. sense, from a very, very young age. Absolutely. And, yeah, and I think from, from that... And I collected a lot of soundtracks over over the decades. And I think once I moved into working in radio, I'm a film correspondent for Express FM. And um, the opportunity came about to create a radio show that was just focused around film music and composers. And, and then just thinking about that, the, the opportunity to be able to reach out to and speak to some of the people that make all of this art that I've loved my entire life was just exciting to me. Like, it's so exciting to be able to nerve-wracking also right but <laughs> but exciting because you, you know you're meeting your heroes uh, you know yeah. every week or whatever so it was it felt like an a, a, an amazing opportunity and actually just if i may to tell you a funny story it's all lorne balf's fault <laughs> in the nicest I, he knows i love him it's fine um when is nicest, it not his fault in, in the nicest possible way right so it, it, what happened was i had an opportunity to interview him and i'd always been I've followed his work for a long time i loved assassin's creed 3 for example it really stood out to me as a, as a game <laughs> score and um the opportunity came around to interview him and i think originally up until this point my whole life i've been interviewing you know actors directors And we get kind of like, you know, nine or ten minutes. And and I think that was the plan in my head. I was going to go, you know what, it's ten minutes. And then Lorne and I spoke to each other and I got on a call to Lorne. And it went on 
Like we just talked <laughs> and talked and talked. And when he was very kind and gracious with his time as he always is. And I think in the end we talked for like 40 minutes. So we were like way over the, the 10 minutes I think that we'd agreed. But it was good in a good way. Like we were really kind of into what we were talking about and I was very into what Lorne was saying. And so I went back I think to my producer at the station our station manager program controller and just said look um i need to work out how i'm going to get this down to the best 10 minutes of it and um <laughs> i said but in a perfect world i'd play the whole thing and i'd play lots of lawn's music mm -hmm. and he just looked at me and said well, why don't you do that then <laughs> <laughs> so i said what are you serious i was like is there a space in the schedule for this it's a very niche specialist um show although we know that film music is loved the world over and and he said oh sure try it out put it together come up with a concept work it out let's do a pilot see how it goes so so Lorne I think around the time of the Lego Batman movie uh coming out that was the first time I spoke to him properly professionally um and do you know he said do you know what let's give this a go so that's what we did I think that was the first ever show was Lorne Balfe and it was a trial run <laughs> And it was a huge success. Everybody really loved it. it. Said, "Do more, do more." And then, of course, you know, various agents and record company bosses and and all these kind of wonderful people that we get to deal with every day, working within film music, were kind of reaching out and saying, "Oh, you know, could you interview this person? Could you?" And so, as you know, it, it kind of snowballs, doesn't it, into yeah, into this into this wonderful world. So I just something I had always in the back of my mind really really wanted to do. Um, but kind of didn't know how to do it, if that makes sense, like in what, what form it would take, suddenly had taken shape. And, and here I am now, kind of, I'm very fortunate to be able to, to do this on a, on a kind of fortnight. I think we, we were fortnightly before things happened in the world as, they, as they're happening right now. Um, but we have eight new shows coming up, which I'm sure we can talk about later, which I've managed to get the interviews for right before the lockdown happened. So yeah. it's just a case of post-producing them now, but there are eight... <laughs> big shows coming so i'm very excited about that too oh that's great oh that's that's wonderful you you are living my my dream job my friend <laughs> <laughs> it, it is and do you know what it i I'm, i'm laughing but it is a great privilege and, a, and an incredible honor to be able to do that because i just you know we 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 love it as fans we love this music but when we when the opportunity comes to be able to meet these people and sit down and say I'd like to talk to you about your art, your work. You you suddenly realize that this is real. Okay, we're doing this, and and it's it's like I say, a great privilege to be able to meet our heroes and be able to talk to them candidly about their lives, about their work, about what they do, and and show appreciation. Oh yeah, that's that's funny because I also almost had Lorne Balf as a guest on my show. Almost, um, he was he was ready to do it, and I it was like it was like the day and all of that, and I'm was sitting in front of a microphone in the very last second he had to uh, postpone because he had a recording session, which was a little bummer, but I totally understood it. And uh, since then, I'm trying to uh, set up a new schedule because also I'm also a great fan of his and would like to talk to him on my show. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. He's so crazy, right? Crazy busy, right? I mean, I yeah. mean he's, he's a little crazy too, but in the best possible way. I love him so much. He's so cool. But <laughs> he, he, no, he's, he's, he's always working, man. And he's like, he's, there's so many things he's working on, so many things at one time, but but not ever in a way that um, the, everything sounds different 
as well you know like it, nothing it's not like he's working on this conveyor belt of music and everything sounds the same it's like you know he he brings this unique originality and passion to everything and everything he does is to him you know amazing and it, and 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 to us i mean to me as a fan of his yeah sure but but he's he's bringing that 100% 200% to every single project that he works on and he's and and with that comes the work the opportunities i guess lots of people want to work with him right now and and i think that's that's only a positive thing um but i think also that I, i'm i'm sure he will get back around to you cuz he's he's very good like that he's very like i said oh, yeah. very kind and generous with his time so And, and he still has uh, time to uh, do funny things on Twitter all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very funny guy. I met him. I, we we I'm, the first time was was across. I think he was in the states when I first spoke to him. Um, so it was very um, very much kind of over the Skype or over the phone or, or ISDN and some different ways that we do each interviews. And obviously we've done a few since then. But I went to um, the first time I met him properly face to face was at Abbey Road. Um, and he invited me up to one of the recording sessions for Mission Impossible Fallout. No, so, yeah, oh. so that was that was an insane and surreal moment because on so many levels it was this crazy thing. Like on the on the one level, it's just to meet Lorne. So he could have said to me, "If you're coming into London, come meet me at this cafe or this bar," and that would have been it for me. You know, that would have been mm -hmm. like, "Okay, I'm going to sit down and talk to Lorne. This is great. We've developed this." Uh, you know professional kind of back and forth but also uh, this, this mutual love because he loves film music just as much as any of us do you know I, I get that he makes it and he's very very talented but but also he's just as passionate about it as we all are you know so essentially from that respect he's he's one of us he's into it you know yeah <laughs> um, but also, but it just so happens that he's this hugely talented guy that gets to uh gets to make this stuff uh, but but that would have been enough for me so to be able to to just just to go and meet him and spend some time with him was one thing and then on another level altogether to be able to go to abbey road studios which is this incredibly famous world famous institution of where some of music's greatest historical moments have happened was was on another level and then on the on top of that we're going to watch you know musicians at work all these wonderful people that because there's so much more that the composer obviously creates this music and writes this music and it comes from their heart and their mind and their soul but then it's a team effort when it comes to the recording process because you've got all these talented players involved that that make up the orchestras that make this work so to watch that happen was a joy and a privilege and then to be on a mission impossible movie which is my favorite action franchise ever <laughs> it was just stacked upon stack and i got to, i don't mind telling you that i did not sleep the night before i had to go there because it oh, oh. <laughs> was like five christmases all at once yeah so it was it was incredible to be able to do that and he he's very fun and funny as well and and despite you've got kind of all these deadlines and and we've talked about this on on my show before but we've got all these stresses deadlines and he manages it all so well kind of effortlessly and this with with such grace which is really cool to watch but he's so good with people as well you know you've yeah, got yeah. a stacked stacked schedule of cues that need to be recorded and some need to be re-recorded and kind of Christopher Macquarie the director was was there it just I just so happened to pick the day to go and see him but the director of the <laughs> film turned up so so I, I sat in the corner of Abbey Road Studio One very silent in awe for about 
an hour. I think it took me like two hours before I said anything to Chris McQuarrie because I was like, that's Christopher McQuarrie. <laughs> it's kind of sat <laughs> in his corner. Um, because again, great admirer of, of all his work. So uh, it, it was a nice time, but it was, it was, it was very surreal in that I didn't feel like I was there, if that makes sense, because this, this world is happening around you. This, all this expression of fantastic talent and all this hard work and all these different people that are all working in unison orchestrating to make this music it's just an incredible experience how yeah, surreal that is yeah. it's fun. it was fun it was a lot of fun and I, I really enjoyed it and I learned a lot from it as well but that's you know that's just who he is like he'll they'll take a break and your thought process like my thought process might be oh I'll go and get a coffee or or something like that but then he would come out Lorne would come out during the breaks and the session players would want to talk to him about different stuff and he just like spend his whole break time just talking to all these people and and <laughs> kind of sharing knowledge and and just sharing his time. So he's very, like I said, he's very kind and gracious in the way. I appreciate this is turning into a Lawn Bow fan podcast, <laughs> but, but it's okay. It's, he's 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 good to me. I'm all right with it. I'm okay with it. I don't mind running his fan club. It's all good. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 totally. Oh man, that's great. Which which kind of switches over to our um, topic today because mm. maybe he's featured on here. Maybe I'm I'm not I'm not quite <laughs> sure yet. Listeners. Might might be might be not. But um, our topic today is uh, I thought it would be uh, very fun if we picked five of our favorite. Um, TV themes, uh, five, uh, each of us five, and just kind of introduce them and uh, talk about them a little bit, and then switch over to the next one. And uh, without further ado, because we already wasted enough time, but talking about Lombard is never any time wasted. Never. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's start. You are the guest, so you have the honor to start this whole thing. So please, what is your first pick? Well, I think that that we've just had this conversation, so it beautifully segues into my first pick is a classic, the Mission Impossible theme. excuse me for the pronunciation because I can this uh, such a legendary composer uh, of, of film and television and I always get his name wrong so I apologize for the pronunciation but I pronounce it as Lalo Schifrin is that correct? I think that's right I think that's right yes just this for me echoes into now this obviously this was a this was a theme that was written long before I was born but I think as echoed and again thanks to the franchise with Tom Cruise and the kind of reinvention of it in the mid 90s brought it very much back into the public consciousness although it's a theme that's always been around us it's, mm -hmm. I think and in, in sometimes in in, in action context in suspenseful context but sometimes in parody as well uh, <laughs> but it's a long lasting theme and I th it's not necessarily simple but it's very effective in what it does from you know the lighting of the fuse to the use of the bongos 
to this this orchestration there's just something very dramatic and urgent about it which which i really enjoy but also very exciting like something intense is about to happen you know the ticking of a time bomb or 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 a cliffhanger ending kind of feel to it you know yeah absolutely it's a true classic i discovered it actually through all the parodies which happened in the early 2000s I think it was like my my first like oh what what is this theme because I always saw like these spoof scenes when somebody gets down on a wire and all of that like everybody was parodying that, um, but the theme itself I think yeah is really effective and fun, and I also enjoy the approaches of the film composers a lot from Danny Elfman to Hans Zimmer over Michael Giacchino to uh, Joe Kramer and finally Lauren Ball they all added something new to it and they are all worth checking out what's your favorite variation of those it's a hard one because I think like you said so many composers uh, have bought their own game to the Mission Impossible universe and I like I like them all I know it's going to seem like I'm sitting on a fence but they are I enjoy each of those scores I think Danny Elfman gives it something that harks back to the original and of course Alan Silvestri recorded an entire score as well <laughs> yeah. let's not forget that that exists as well and I think Alan brought something to it as well um, I think that Hans is Hans is very like all Hans' stuff very, there's a lot of dramatic emotion involved and passion so you kind of got this like the Hans Zimmer remix of, of, of the Mission Impossible theme which again I really really enjoyed <laughs> The thing about Michael Giacchino is he has this incredible way of creating, you know, very percussive, dramatic, exciting music. But equally, you could, he could go off and do a score and you'd think, hey, that's John Williams. But it's Mm -hmm. not. It's Michael Giacchino. Or, hey, that's, um, you know, in, in terms of like, it's Lalo Schifrin, but actually it's Michael Giacchino kind of riffing on the classic themes. And... He's an incredible composer, Michael. I I, I really adore his work. So I was very pleased to see him do two of those movies. And then, of course, Joe Kramer. It's just the Joe Kramer score. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> again like on a different level man but it's so so good and I, I remember listening to that is it is it the a400 or a44 i can't remember the title of the cue now um the first opening title of the movie with the logos and then we move into the you know the plane sequence that just set things up so beautifully in a really exciting exciting way And then of course Lorne, and Lorne's boy is a game to Mission Impossible and put everything into it and you can hear that in Fallout 
and for I've listened to the Fallout score a lot yeah, since those too. sessions, a lot. It's it's phenomenal. I think it was my favourite score of that year because it just hit it out of the park for me. I think it wasn't a runners up for me. It wasn't in my top ten, but it was definitely like it. It was at a point. It was in my top ten, and then just several other things came out. But I, I was I was blown away, especially by the uh, London uh, chase sequence where the where thing really kicks in when he's running. Uh, over the roofs and everything. great stuff how he um, combines his uh, action uh, material with the theme and he stretches it and uh, makes references to it everywhere and I love the choir edition he does. Stairs and rooftops. That's a track. That's oh, that's, that's awesome. This, so awesome. Yeah, and the yeah, there's so there's so much going on there, and a the use of different sounds as well. Just, but I could do a whole podcast just on that. So. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 absolutely. But yeah, yeah, no, um, I uh, all of them brought something really cool to the table, and uh, above all of that is the original theme, which is still a lot of fun to listen to. <laughs> So let's switch over to my um, first pick of evening. I originally had six picks, but I had to excise one of them, which is a shame. <laughs> but, but maybe I can discuss that theme in a future episode. So I'm going to start with a very recent show. Netflix's The Witcher. I just recently did a podcast episode about the whole Witcher score, which hasn't aired yet, but soon will. So I think I can only repeat what I said on that one, but bring in a little bit of variation. I really hope that composers Sonia Belusova and Giona Ostinelli get a lot more attention based on this, because it's great, just as it was the case with every other film or game based on these Polish fantasy books. The composers here draw their inspiration from Slavic folk music by using specific instruments and singing voices. And the main titles are a banger. Like it's it's a daring, adventurous, and also kind of violent theme, which suits character and show really well. And the Hurdy Gurdy is actually played by Sonia Belosova herself, who had to learn it specifically for the score. I like that um You've, you've included the Hurdy Gurdy now. It's a good point. I had a note in my 
in my notes to mention that. I was like, God, Gurney's in there. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like it's good. It has it has a, you're right. It has a video game style feel to it in that it it's on purpose like it's honouring its source material in that respect from the you know yeah. the, the whole video game. But at the same time, it opens up doors to this large, adventurous soundscape with lots of strings and, you say, the hurdy-gurdy. Good use of choir in there. There's a nice electronic undercurrent to it as well. Sense of danger and horror and action and adventure. It's compelling stuff. I, honestly, I, I really am looking forward to, to more from Sonia and from Jonah. I think that there's big careers to come for both of them. When the second uh, season comes out, uh, whenever that will be, I hope they will uh, have the uh, opportunity to build upon the awesome material they delivered. And which is like, we had to wait like a whole month after the show aired before the proper score album came out, and that thing then was three hours long. <laughs> It was worth the wait, I think. And toss 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 a coin to your Witcher is a banger. <laughs> yes oh jesus that's just an evergreen oh all of the songs are great i love a lot of these um uh really really cool little flourishes they build into it which is funny is because i actually in my uh text review of a score i mentioned that the score is very long and some people might be horrified by that so i actually made a list where i condensed the album with like and picked um 34 tracks which i think which i thought were like essential for a great listening experience and now the um, in a few days or maybe it is already out when you're listening to this but in a, in a few days the, the cd release will come out and they also like they excised certain tracks and mostly concentrated on those i picked and i wonder if they saw that list <laughs> <laughs> it'll be nice i mean It would be nice if they did, because they're, they're, there's, there's your future path, my friend, as a, a, a soundtrack <laughs> producer, album release, overseer, executive soundtrack producer. That that'd be cool, wouldn't it? I, I, I'd <laughs> buy those. I'd funny. buy those albums. That'd work. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Because also, I I just love uh, like making playlists of like I always like to like a top of a year playlist, and then I uh, take every score from that top ten list and uh, choose certain tracks like three or four tracks from each soundtrack to be representative of the whole score which is always a lot of fun and sometimes kind of tricky to pick out those right spots and uh, yeah that's that's just always that's just a stupid little hobby of mine <laughs> no not stupid at all it's, it, it shows that your passion for for the art and for, for the music and that's a good thing that can only be a good thing The stage is yours again. Uh, let's go with something that reminds me of childhood. This is Jerry Goldsmith and Alexander Courage's Star Trek The Next Generation soundtrack. The whole thing. There are many, many cues that go that accompany the, the many, many seasons. But for me, to take it back to the theme, it is just... It's, it reminds me so much of childhood. And again, and going back to this point of... I mean, Goldsmith, Jerry Goldsmith, anyway, was and <laughs> ever will be 
the master or, or certainly one of the golden legends you know we talk about we go back to maestro williams we talk about that's i think that's number one on everybody's list or most people's anyway but jerry goldsmith is up there for me in terms of you know incredible musicians that that just knew with every cue where where a story is going next all that emotion you go back to throw back to things like rambo and that real kind of gusto and all the brass and the, the adventure and just he's he was just magnificent and for this i mean jerry goldsmith and star trek are just they are two things that absolutely go together they work really well and this is a thing that for me like i said just takes me right back to being a much younger man watching star trek the next generation and they 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 just capture within that theme the 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 feeling and the thought and the idea of of advent the great beyond you know oh yeah you, you, you get you evoke that that emotion from just from that singular theme what's what's out there in the universe adventures to be had to boldly go quite literally but the, but the music gives you an idea of that. So when, when that theme comes on, even if you're kind of like, I really haven't got 30 minutes to watch Star Trek, but it's on and I just heard Jerry, so I'm going to sit down and watch this whole episode <laughs> because it draws you in. It draws you in in that way. And I think it's just, just Jerry Goldsmith is perfection, I have to say. Oh, yeah. I always will say it. Um, but yeah, and, and this, is, this is one very small part of that incredible legacy that, that he left us. because I actually never listened to this whole theme in full before like because I'm just not a, a Star Trek guy I'm much for, more familiar with the like ah, um, theme but this one I, I actually really like it's it's obviously the one uh, all of the comparable shows or parodies drew the most influences from when it came to the theme music I think like you, you can hear like this is this is the one where like I don't know, maybe like Seth MacFarlane told like uh, Bruce Broughton on um, on the Orville. Okay, like kind of like make it sound a little bit like this. And also the um, Great Galaxy Quest when like uh, David Newman composed that. This is like the obvious influence there.
it's a wonderful pick to uh, draw your inspiration from because I think it's it's a fun theme. It's funny because when you see something, a movie like Wayne's World, where there's that great scene where they're kind of whistling the Star Trek theme while they're laying on the roof of the car, um, <laughs> and that kind of staring out at the stars, it's it has that as a theme. It has that same effect. You know, that's that's kind of what you envisage and the feeling that it gives you of that the great beyond, as I say, and and. You know, it goes back. Alexander Courage is an incredible composer. It's just that I love things like that that make me want to just go on an adventure. I think that's that's great music. I'm going on an adventure. Let's do this. I want to go to space now. Joe Goldsmith made it sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely one of my top choices. Let's switch over to another space show, Firefly, one of my favorite and sadly very short-lived series. I love the cast, I love the concept, I love the story, it's all really good. And the title song, composed by uh, Joss Whedon himself and performed by Sonny Rhodes, captures the space western feeling perfectly. There isn't much more I can say about it. Take my love, take my land, take me. I cannot stand. I don't care. I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black. Tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. There's no place I can be since I found serenity. But you can't take the sky from me. It's too soon. It's still too soon. It's always going to be too <laughs> soon. With oh, I just I. It's every time there's a poll about what TV show would you bring back if you had the budget. Literally, everybody says Firefly, right? Uh, pretty much because, yeah. yeah absolutely I mean this I'm, I love this song because it's, the, it's got the true kind of heart and essence of a country song but it perfectly matches the context of, of, of the show space cowboys wild west survival in space you know loot the root the tootin it's, it's sublime guitar work it works really well as a country song and as a standalone but also works against that backdrop of this this beautiful but gritty funny adventurous universe that, that Joss Whedon had, had created on screen so yeah it's a, it's a good choice man oh yeah thank you absolutely and the funny thing is have you actually watched the whole end credits of the Serenity film I have yeah I'm pretty certain I have I'm a, I'm a credits guy I'm gonna sit and watch the entire credits because at the very end you hear a, a new uh, like guitar rendition of the original TV theme. It's without any singing. It's just this very, very soft, slow uh, guitar piece. But it is a variation of the TV theme. like that i love little touches like that in movies and tv shows i think it's great little callbacks like that it's good 
Yeah, yeah, always like acknowledging where uh, where it's coming from and all of it. I mean, it's it's made by the same guy, so that all just makes sense. Yeah, um, short, sweet little cue and a short, sweet little discussion because there isn't much more to add. It's that wonderful. There's no place I can be since I found serenity. But you can't take the sky from me. What's your next choice? So I'm going to come a little bit closer to, to the now on this one. I, I realize that I picked two classics already. But uh, David Arnold and Michael Price's Sherlock. <laughs> now, I love the this kind of... How to put it into words, the kind of clippity-cloppitiness of it, if that makes sense. That's not even a real term, but you know what I mean by <laughs> this use of all these wonderful instruments in, in kind of unison in a different way to kind of create this. Here comes Sherlock. You can, you know, you can almost hear it in that, you know, dum 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 You know, that dum 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 I love... I love that that it's got that it's got Sherlock's kookiness about it, and the and the yeah. and the crazy you know super crazy hyper intelligent genius nature of the character is in the music. You can hear that, and when when the score needs to be serious, it's serious. But when it needs to be fun, it's fun. And this is the great thing again about David Arnold and Michael Price. They make a great team. They get a great. I think Dracula's great. I don't not necessarily agreeing that the Dracula not all of the Dracula show was my favourite but certainly the music was was incredible and again just throwing back to David Arnold who is of course another one of the the legends and we were talking about what I call modern day legends for me David Arnold is is up there because you look at the scores to Stargate of course we could probably throw this back to Stargate the the TV series because they riff on the theme that David Arnold created but you know he makes these huge sweeping orchestral scores that are grand and big and loud and full of adventure and like Stargate um, and then of course again could do a whole nother podcast on Bond music um, but I, I've always <laughs> I've always loved David Arnold's work so to, to see him venture into television with things like this um, and also Good Omens as well give that an honourable mention but for me the one I, I love of that those clusters of shows that they've worked on together um, is Sherlock that's the one I keep coming back around to that I listen to again and again I still listen to it now because I just think it's, it's a huge amount of fun to listen to If you weren't gonna mention uh, Good Omens, I would have. Yeah, that that was uh, one of my uh, special favorites of last year. Um, yeah, Sherlock. Uh, I started to watch this show right when I started film school, and I it was a very good lecture in writing and directing memorable characters for me, and also the music stuck with me, of course. There is kind of like an obvious similarity to the way Hans Zimmer scored the most recent Sherlock Holmes movies in style and orchestration a little bit but uh, I like this theme a lot, like the actual theme music much more than the 
short title track, which uh, plays like in in each title sequence, which kind of like is the default Sherlock theme, but the actual like the title theme, but the main theme, that's the one we uh, know and love. <laughs> of course, and that's again, it's it's one of those things, isn't it, that you, while we're talking about them, we can hear them in our heads. And I think that's what makes a good theme, is you can immediately say, hey, let's talk about Sherlock, and there it is. It's it's in your head. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I know that there are kind of a couple of themes to Sherlock, aren't there, really, if you think about it. Um, but I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a collection of seasons of soundtracks that I go back to often. Not to take anything away from Good Omens, by the way, because I listen to that quite a lot, too. Oh yeah, that one. Ah, oh, I, I I bought the double CD pack of that, and it was I was so proud to own that because it's it's a fun show and uh, yeah, a really fun soundtrack too. come to a mini-series uh, internationally produced and which was first aired in 2007. I don't know how well known it was like in uh, in Britain or something. There were like German actors in it and uh, I think some British actors in it too and maybe some uh, and some French actors too. It's Tolstoy's War and Peace and uh, the wonderful music by uh, Jan A.P. Kaczmarek who won an Oscar for his score to Finding Neverland, which was also a, a very, very nice little film. And the main theme for War and Peace, I think, really captures the time and place of the story. It's full of sweeping emotions, drama, romance, and also danger. In the show itself, it's shortened during the credits, but the full version is the one I love, especially the powerful bells and the choir. Were you familiar with this show and the theme before I approached you about this? I wasn't actually. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. So I, I did. Um, I had a good listen to to it, and and I went through it, and I thought this is really. Uh, why didn't I know about this before? Because it's 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 a rousing kind of sweeping epic sound to to it with um you know great use of brass and choir of strings. It's very emotive. It's very stirring. 
I really, really liked it. And it, I, I honestly thank you for that because I just thought to myself, why don't I, why don't I own this? This is <laughs> this is great stuff. <laughs> I like I like this. I'd honestly never heard of it um, before. Obviously, yeah. I've heard of War and Peace, but but I'd not heard of this version of it before now. I don't think I have watched the whole show. I, I watched I watched the first episode when it aired back then because we were big history buffs as kids. And uh, there were some uh, great other uh, themes and tracks in the whole soundtrack as well, especially the, the Austerlitz track, which features a, a amazingly rousing, heroic uh, theme, and the, which gets a few really, really cool statements. I'm going to play it right here. glad you liked it i had a feeling that you might not be familiar with it so i'm really glad i could introduce you to it oh thank you i i'm I'm always if it's if it's epic and adventurous and and has a lot of passion in the music then i'm always up for that especially (laughs) adventure scores or like i say the epic kind of feel going back to going back to that word epic this big kind of anything anything that has that big rousing emotional kind of crazy you know crazy good feeling to it emotionally that really picks you. music the cues that can really pick you up on a standalone listen not just in the context because obviously what's going on on screen is is important and that can affect your emotional response to it but if a cue can do that on its own that's you know all more power to the composer oh yeah it hits all those notes Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. So, what's your next one? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Ben McCreary is, for me, again, another composer that 
um, like someone else that we'll talk about in a little bit, because I've seen your list. <laughs> Bear McCreary <laughs> is, is another one that can, can really do things. He, he's what we call a grafter, in, in that he goes above and beyond to get those themes to get those cues right experimentation with different you look at the work that he done on Godzilla for example you know bringing in uh, players from all over the world to get all these different authentic sounds like that's that's who he is you know he's an extremely passionate guy I was very fortunate to have him on the show a little while back in fact when Godzilla came out and um it was an absolute delight to talk to him because it was very clear from the get-go that he's extremely passionate about what he does but also he's extremely passionate about film music and there's a wonderful story about which i won't go into now but there's a wonderful story about how he first kind of dis discovered the work of alan silvestri and and John Williams and E.T. and all these kind of different classics that, that really inspired him as a musician so he really does give everything 500% or whatever to pause into that and so with this with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It give, immediately as soon as you press play on that and I'm sure you will you're given that sense of adventure that I keep talking about where it's like all TV shows should the theme is so important because that's what's keeping your audience. If they, they hear the theme, the opening credits are striking, and it does it. There was, you know, the dun, 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 dun. I love that, that it just keeps going up and up and up. But you're kind of sat there thinking, this is going to be awesome. I don't know what this show is about, but it's going to be great. Because he's, <laughs> he's already reached out musically and grabbed you by the throat and gone, listen to this. You know, and he does yeah. that, he does that with, with in, in the best possible way because he's, again, he's got that energy as a person he's very energetic very positive very passionate person but you can hear that in his work uh, and he like I said he gets behind everything really really fully everything that he does he's a craftsman uh, you know in perfecting every cue in every possible way and, and so when you go to come to a show even with Battlestar Galactica you know any of his shows I'm sure we'll talk about another one in a minute um, he he's he's captured that Marvel universe in 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 a nutshell he's he's got that essence of heroism and you know high spirits and adventure and espionage and the threat of danger and all this kind of stuff and that's wrapped up in this theme i think a taste of things oh. to come <laughs> yeah the bear mccreary is a beast like i have no idea how he puts out so many great scores <laughs> he is uh, challenging uh, michael giacchino now in terms of busy schedule it's, it's it's insane and however this this one seems to be underrated like never never really comes up in discussions at least uh, at least i i don't see it as much and i think this theme is great and it's about time for him to score an actual MCU film. That would be amazing. That would be so good to see because, it, you, like you say, you just have to look at the work that he did on Godzilla. Um, oh, Jesus, that was one of my favorites. So good, right? I just yeah, yeah, yeah. keep going back to it, and it's it's so funny because I'm very good friends with Bear's publicist, uh, um, Sabrina Hutchinson, who is just amazing and. Um, absolutely love her and we, we periodically i'll get that score out and i'll listen to it again and then i'll just text her quite randomly go, 
It's, it's been a while. I need to just remind you just how awesome Godzilla is. <laughs> like she didn't know already, you know. She knows better. Bear's her friend. <laughs> it's like she knows this. But but periodically I will just... She knows. She knows I'll do it. Every now and again I just get the score out and I text her and say, Do you know what? Man, Bear did some like life-changing work on this. So good. So good. And um, yeah, she'd be like, I know, right? <laughs> but he's, he's so humbled by that. In, in that way you know it's it, it's not like a, you could go to Ben McCreary and say dude you knocked it out of the part of Godzilla good work and he'll go I know he's not that guy at all you know he's he's very very um, very polite and very energetic and energised in the best possible way but also at the same time very kind of you know very humbled in that way like thank you very much I put a lot of work into that and it's, it, that's who he is and I love that about him yeah, yeah, me too. He does amazing things, and I like that uh, whenever he is part of a project, he's also really... They, they, they focus on him in, like, the behind-the-scenes material and all of that. Like, like as if those... Because sometimes the music just gets completely overlooked in those special features, but the, the people who make those, whenever he's attached, they know, this is this is some special guy, and probably they're also, like, big fans of his, and they're like, we gotta get this guy in here, and maybe he is gonna play something on his... Uh, favorite instrument which i will get to <laughs> he's yeah he's, he's he's that guy very much so and i just i think it's so good to watch like you say when you watch the special features and you see someone that's clearly in love with their art but but not not in love with themselves if that makes sense but in love with 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 music and mm-hmm. going back to like i was saying about law and it's like very clear you know all composers are, are, are also fans of others work you know it's just they love they love what they do but they love what they're doing if that makes sense like um yeah it's it's nice to see it's always good to see someone with that level of positive enthusiasm and, and energy and and i think and but again when we were putting that show together with bear and i was trying to work out which tracks i was going to play from bears various shows and various movies i was kind of like oh he did this oh i forgot he did that Oh, and then he did Terminator, the Sarah Connick. Ah, it's a. I was trying to work out how to get that into a playlist, and I was just like, "Oh, there's so many things, Bear, Bear, you've done so many things." <laughs> so, but in the best possible way. I'd, again, another artist that I think is going to be an incredible, incredible global talent in the years to come. The next one is uh, a show that actually doesn't have a title sequence. Like, the titles just kind of pop up individually, and then you get a few um, episode-specific credits. But it has a main theme. And the show is, again, from Netflix, The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Uh, Another show which I absolutely adore. I am not much of a nostalgic person for the film, but the show takes everything about the film that worked... It makes everything else better. It's amazing how truly epic this show feels and how much you can get into it. The puppeteering and effects are outstanding. And on top of that, we have a great score by the adventurous Daniel Pemberton and uh, Samuel Sim. The main theme is so... uh, 
appropriate. Like Pemberton's mindset was that the music should sound like it actually came out of a world of Ra. That's why you don't hear a piano, for example, because that would have been too earthy. Instead, he chose instruments which sound like they could have played they could have been played by the creatures and characters of Fra themselves. And the main theme is mysterious, very moving, and also very beautiful, with a hint of adventure about it. And when the show came out, I listened to this so many times, and it made for my second favorite score of 2019. I think we should we should talk about the fact that um, there are some vinyls coming for this soon as well, aren't there? I think there's like a record store thing going on. Uh, nice. They're, they're, so there's pictures, there's vinyls to come for this score, which I'm very, 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 very happy about. But just it, just I think you, everything you said was exactly right. Um, <laughs> ref- so. Reflected my thoughts on that exactly. It's I, I love everything with Daniel Pemberton, another great talent that's emerged over the past few years and really struck gold in terms of the way he does things like I love his experimentation and I love that he thinks everything through and that he will go above and beyond to find I hear I've heard all kinds of crazy stories about him going to get instruments from places that are quite weird and bizarre because he thinks that will just fit that you know part of the cue perfectly and again someone oh yeah (laughs) someone someone like bear right that goes above and beyond to get an organic sound something that's new yeah. and exciting and yeah he d- he does that i mean he d- and with this i mean i think i would absolutely love everything he does and will ever do he's not there's not a single sc- i mean there have been maybe one or two movies that i wasn't a great fan of that he scored but his score was always a standout for me like everything that I've heard of his I've not been let down yet by anything he's ever done and everything is so individual and so with this is the mystical fantastical eerie feel that you get from it with again with the sweeping like I keep coming back to epic adventure another reason why this is great and I love that you chose this because I think this is probably my favorite of your choices <laughs> Someone said you sent it over, and do you know what? It was on my list originally, and then you sent your list over. I was like, okay, I can make room for something else now. But it, <laughs> because this is it's such a good score, and it's it's all there in the music. And going back to what I've said many times already about themes, the theme should draw you in, keep you there, but also give you an idea musically of what you're about to expect. And I think he does that. It is the sound of this world perfectly underscored by him and um he's on my show soon just to i'll get that in there now if you don't mind (laughs) he has i actually recorded with him a while ago but things things obviously changed in the world but i think my neck my first show to come soon for of of the new shows is with daniel pemberton so we'll probably talk a little bit more about his process in that but yeah he's he's a talent for sure he's very funny guy as well again um, but but someone that, that with this it's it's an album 
there and with Sam Sim, of course, that you could just listen to end to end to end and keep coming back to it because it's so good. Yeah. Have, have, have you ever seen that picture of him like uh, kicking uh, Michael Giacchino in the nuts? I saw that, right? <laughs> and it's so funny because the, 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 I looked at it and just went, I'm not surprised that those two get on so well. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're so, they're, again, they're really cool guys. And it's the same with David Arnold. You know, they're all kind of, I love that there's a mutual respect among some of those guys. Yeah. You know, that you kind of get the vibe that one of them is in awe of the other one like geeking out and oh my god you know i really love your stuff but equally at the same time the other one is geeking out over the you know like there's like a level of respect there like where one of them's thinking it's so cool to be working with this guy because he's so amazing and i love his stuff but then the person that he's looking up to if that makes sense is thinking the same thing about him and it's the sweetest thing to watch but in the best possible way this this level of of mutual respect and, and admiration for each other's work which i think is nice yeah in in the best possible way so they they have fun with that and and i think I, that's a party i'd want to go to with daniel Pemberton, michael giacchino and david arnold or just goofing off like that's a party i want to be at that would be awesome with ben mccreary as the dj <laughs> and oh wow yeah before i bear into that mix that would be interesting <laughs> absolutely oh it would be it would be really really fantastic yeah um uh, pemberton and sim they they created something really special here like sim yet he has yet the hand on like some of the more darker material but also sim wrote the the princess theme which is really nice and gets some uh, great variations in there like like both of them they they created something that just uh, captured me immediately and i couldn't stop listening to it for weeks it's 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 fantastic and the show uh captivated me so so much like i, I watched it twice in a row like as, as soon as the show was over i watched the whole thing again mm, i want more i definitely want more of it i agree uh, and and you were saying about samuel sim like again more, more of this talent that you're kind of seeing over and over again that you're saying you know I, I'm, I'm interested in what else this person's going to do what are they going to create because you know it, it's, it's stuff that you can go back to listen to over and over again those are my favorite kind of scores where long after the tv show or movie has moved on from what we call the promotional cycle <laughs> you're still <laughs> returning to that show returning to that movie and and in my case returning to the album often and mm. i've listened to dark crystal recently in in the last couple of days um and not because not necessarily because of this just because i think you know you kind of triggered that when you said that it's on your list i was like do you know what i want to listen to that again so <laughs> so yeah yeah absolutely Your last pick, is it going to be a surprise or something that is incredibly <laughs> predictable? What's it going to be? Hit it, Johnny! Well, probably because we mentioned him a lot in the first, like, 15 minutes. It comes as absolutely no surprise to anyone at all that his Dark Materials by Lorne Balfe would be my final pick.
Goku, you know what would have been funny if you actually said Ramin Javadi's Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, again, see, there were so many that I wanted to put. Like you said, you had to cut the list a little bit. There were so many that I wanted to put on here that I just kept swapping around, swapping around, swapping around. I think like Danny Elfman's The Simpsons was on this list at one point uh, oh. as well. You know, there were so many that, and I had to cut it down to five. It's just like, I can't, we can't do this. <laughs> so but so I kind of tried to think of, and, and the reason why my choices are structured this way is I was trying to think of a big theme from certain, almost certain generations. Um, or time periods because I thought you know oh, yeah. that's, that would best represent those periods there are so many more that we could have talked about the A-Team and Knight Rider and uh, there's a whole other show about that like Daniel po- anything Daniel posted is is, is worth a whole other show um, but for me I think because his Dark Materials is so recent that for me hits the, the bullseye in terms of you know recent television recent series that really hit the bullseye and the show did that and so did the music and Lorne did amazing work on this drafting in different talents different players there's a few big names in the in the in the group he kind of built this super group to make the score for this and there are so many different talents involved that you've what what you end up with is again world building musical world building that thematically fits what you're watching so well and again opens up the soundscape for what you're watching i think oh yeah sadly i haven't watched the show yet um but 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 i but i listened to the music quite a bit uh, to to all like two albums which came out and it is an amazing cool and colorful score and the main theme is no exception Lorne Balfe was clearly inspired and on fire here. It's it's one of his best works to date, and I truly hope uh, it puts him on the radar of far more people, because I already became a fan of his all the way back when he scored Megamind, where I was like, this is a guy I should I, I should be looking out for. And uh, he, he proved himself more than once. I, I, I like so many of his, um, of his scores. And uh, this one, yeah, like I said, one of his very, very best. pick uh, has some similarities to another score I already talked about on here, uh, but I can't help it. It's Black Sails by our good friend Bear McCreary. It is more than a little similar to The Witcher, but came out first. And the orchestrations and tone are comparable, but this one has a little more of a punch and drive 
like it doesn't sound like the pirate music we are used to it sounds so much more rough gritty and dirty and that's why i love it it is an original approach and mccreary loves his hurdy-gurdy and it is prominently featured here and he's also one of the awesome voices who are singing along I, I love this and it, it's it's so very bare in the best possible <laughs> way like this is so close to what it should be what it represents on screen that I, and it's like I say it's so very bare but also to the point where you can almost imagine bear composing conducting performing this as a pirate <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> you totally could because he's again you, you can see that he and here like this, like as we said, Agents of Shield, Godzilla, God of War, for example. Oh. You know, he takes something on, he takes it on at breakneck speed. It's like, right, I'm gonna put, my, I'm gonna commit myself to this, and make it the best it can be. And and again, you know, Black Sails, we're talking about pirates. It's like bear pirates. I'm in <laughs> bear McCreary and pirates. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't need selling. That's enough for me. And yeah, you can hear that. It's I, I get, all use of Hurdy Gurdy is excellent and welcome. Uh, and yeah, you get very much that pirate feel from it. This is a pirate show, but not in the it like is, you say yeah. the traditional way. It doesn't um, like all this stuff. It does his own thing, gives it its own life and breath, and uh, very very cool. Very, I'm trying to find the right word for it. You know what I mean by that gritty pirate world kind of feel yeah it's 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 naughty it's dirty it's uh, unconventional but in a way that is approachable still it's not something like it it, it, it might sound weird to somebody who expects something the likes of like i don't know maybe way they love the old like Korngold or Depney approach back in the day or maybe like they, they are just familiar with the pirate music Hans Zimmer and his team brought us but this is just totally different and that's why I think it's so special it is very special and but also it's completely unique it's very bare but also at the same time it still says pirates looting rum and wenches <laughs> you know <laughs> you can still you can still listen to that and get into it and take it very seriously but at the same time kind of go Arr! <laughs> yeah and it fits <laughs> so well but yeah the score and this theme they are many many things but they are not unbearable So, what concludes our uh, fun little round, our uh, time travel through uh, different TV themes, I'm sure some of you expected Game of Thrones on here, and uh, maybe in another time, another day, another universe, we would have put it on here, and it is a great theme, but it just, I don't know, it just for some reason didn't make 
any of our lists for good reason, I hope, because uh, maybe we introduced you to some themes you haven't heard about yet, because Game of Thrones, everybody knows now, and some of these you might not. So, hey, that's a good thing, I hope. Absolutely, and and, and also not to take anything... We, we absolutely should, for definite, mention Ramin's work, because the stuff that he's done with Game of Thrones... Is is incredible. Not to say, it was it kept coming on the list and then disappearing off the list many many times. I probably need to tell you that. As did Westworld, which oh, yeah. again the the going back to things like experimentation and the way he covers contemporary songs in in a classical way to make them sound like they fit in an old Western world, and all the work that he did there was just phenomenal so we have to at least mention Ramin's work on on television I think some of his best work is in television not to take anything away from his cinematic work of course but yeah the Westworld and Game of Thrones are f phenomenal scores oh yeah some of some of the cinematic work is absolutely phenomenal I I really really liked Warcraft I loved uh, the Great Wall, that was actually my favorite score of 2017, and the first score I listened to in 2017, it traveled with me throughout that whole year, and it always was the number one spot. But yeah, my list uh, changed quite a bit as well. For a while, um, Carlos Rafael Rivera's Godless main theme was on here. Um, I had something else. I Oh yeah, um, The Orville, Bruce Broughton's The Orville was uh, on this list for a little while. But yeah, that's just it. It 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 changed, and that's uh, that's that, just uh, the picks I had. Like for for a while, that uh, sixth theme I was going to introduce to some of you was on here, but then it it disappeared sadly. It was the uh, Red Wall main theme, the old uh, cartoon show, which has a wonderful theme and which has a big nostalgic value for me. So maybe we can talk about some of those in another time and in another context. Because, as it is with this episode, sadly, we have finished, but maybe you want to listen to some more of our stuff we have. So please, 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 John, before we say our goodbyes, name the stuff. Where can people find you? Uh, I am on all the usual social media channels. Um, the main place to go to, though, would be mixcloud.com forward slash the composer series. That's where you'll find all our shows up to date um we've got another eight shows i think coming out soon would you like a little teaser a preview you would be the first sure. person i've told this information in the public forum so this is kind of exclusive but the next couple of shows will feature daniel pemberton uh, howard shaw uh, oh. the danner brothers as well uh, Jeff, oh. Jeff and Michael Danner. Um, those are just teasers. We're, we're speaking to uh, Paul Leonard Morgan as well. <laughs> um, that's coming up soon. That's, so that's just a little taster. But there's 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 plenty still to come from us. But so yeah, mixcloud.com forward slash the composer series. You can find those there soon. We are working our way through those very slowly, albeit, but they're coming. Uh, and then of course, yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter at John Brown TV. J O N at John Brown TV uh, on there as well. You can find me there and same on Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. All of those you will also find linked in the description, dear listeners. To be honest, when I saw what kind of show you did 
and what your guests already were, I was actually kind of frightened, where I was like, wow, this guy, amazing, amazing what you did with your show, amazing to how many awesome people you already talked, that is my dream, to get all of those people as well, uh, because I'm, I'm such a fan, I'm so grateful um, for all the composers who actually agreed to be on my show and uh, talk to me, and I had a lot of fun with those, so I'm, I'm just gonna try to uh, keep that stuff going, and you can listen to those, uh, dear listeners, if you haven't already, uh, on my own podcast, which you are currently listening to right now, so it's called Fans About Films, you can find it on SoundCloud and iTunes, I myself uh, am visible on Facebook and Twitter at Lasse Vogt. I have a YouTube channel called The Deppert. I uh, have a German score blog where I review soundtracks, scoregeek.wordpress.com. Soon I'm part of a new website where I will do a new um, uh, score-related podcast, which is gonna probably going to be called Lasse Score Corner. Um, which is just me actually covering um, scores in depth, which just came out. I already produced a few episodes and there are more to come. And I have also another podcast, which is called It's 90s Christmas Podcast, and I host it together with Lyle Perez. And you can find it uh, on podomatic.com and also iTunes. It's about uh, 90s Christmas nostalgia and its media. And I'm also a part of the German uh, podcast network Telestammtisch, where we review all the movies that newly have come out. And I think I'm done. Phew, I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, that's, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued and interested and especially in 90s Christmas nostalgia. I'm in. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. I'm I'm gonna send you a link. Uh, we are we're gonna uh, welcome you as a, a new listener. I hope you have fun. Right now it has a little bit of a break going on because uh, Lyle just moved and he has to work on some stuff. But we produce a couple of episodes. We're gonna release soon. Uh, we're really looking forward to getting back in the game. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole lot of fun. But I have to say thank you so much for doing this thank you for being a guest on here i am beyond grateful that i had a great amount of fun and i hope we can repeat that on uh, once or the other's show uh, very very soon in the future yes absolutely i would love to as i say it's been a great honor to be here and i really really appreciate your time and thank you very much and 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 all the great work that you're doing do keep it up it's amazing stuff and, and it's always always good to have as many of us out there as possible that are passionate about this music and are, are using our platforms to, to you know spread the good word about the, the beauty and the wonder that is film music and film music composers so it's so a great work and thank you thank you so much especially for someone who just kind of randomly started this podcast idea and then developed over time but yeah always uh, always gonna do some structure always learning new stuff this is what it's all about it's about this it's about finding new friends about connecting with people and this has been a blast so thank you again for being on here and dear listeners thank you so much for listening spread the word we are here we are here in your ear and that it is from us thank you and have a wonderful day and a good night good night thank you